Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Francis, I'm a dancer. Mm. Uh, Are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm a singer. When I dance, I like to sing with you. All right. I think... Um, when I sing, I want to dance. I think that's enough. Yeah, oh, do you know what my uh, theme tune would be? What? Um, dana, dana. The theme tune from Jaws. <laughs> yeah, that would be my theme tune. <laughs> but the theme tune. Oh, he's coming! Here he is. What would your theme tune be? Um. Hmm. Maybe. 93 to Infinity by Swords of Mischief. <laughs> hey, buddy, listen, we've got a podcast to do today. Very exciting. Jordan Banjo. Jordan Banjo. Jordan Banjo from Diversity. From Diversity. A proper dancer. A proper dancer. A, uh, a proper good bloke. Yeah, a really good guy. Really, really lovely guy. Jordan and I met uh, years ago. He then, uh, this is after Britain's Got Talent, and he won with Diversity, yeah. um, which I found out that he actually won it. Um, he also went on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. He's done loads of different things. Just an all-round great, lovely guy. He's in the enviable position of having to turn things down because he's got too many <laughs> op- op- offers. Oh, on, I wish I was in that position. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I envy that. Hey. We didn't mention the fact that his surname's Banjo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> Is that his real surname? Well, I assume so, yeah. Yeah, Banjo. Banjo. I, may, I, assume, I assume it's not related to the instrument. Isn't it, I thought it was, isn't a banjo string? Isn't that what you have? What? That, <laughs> I thought, wasn't it a banjo string that... You have no. That's that is uh, no. I, I was talking about the banjo, the instrument. <laughs> We're totally off from different topics, right there. I, are you talking about male anatomy? <laughs> yeah, I was. Ah, hello, everyone. Well, welcome to uh, the podcast. So, uh, please also uh, be very kind if you could subscribe, comment, uh, do all those things you kind of love. If you had a band, it would be called the Banjo String Quartet. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow us on Instagram at Private Parts uh, at Private Podcast. Um, Actually, we've got some T-shirts available. Uh, merch. If you guys want a T-shirt, we head, head on over yeah. to our website. Hey, and we just want to say that you know we haven't said this in a while, but you private parters out there, we freaking love you guys. You guys simply rock every single day. You keep supporting us. You keep listening. You keep rocking our world. And do you know what? We hope we rock your world while we do it. Francis, just say we love you to them. Listener, just say we love you. I love you. There we go. Now, intro our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, from the popular dance crew, world popular, for world famous. It's a good intro. Famous this. in China. It's a really good intro. This famous sell out arena tours of no more than 20 dates <laughs> and theatre tours of 52 and above. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? Jordan Banjo from Diversity Crew. You went to clap and you didn't do it, did you? No, no, diversity crew. The, the, yeah, that's the I know who it is. Enjoy. So, Jamie. <sighs> yeah, yeah, what? Before we start, I've got a bone to pick. Oh, God, what is it going to be? Word is on the street 
that you Googled <laughs> Spencer Matthews nude at 1am in the morning. No, I, uh, I heard that as well. No, you didn't. No one. I, heard, I literally heard the exact yeah. same thing. No, you didn't. You did not hear. Spencer Matthews nude. No, firstly, it, firstly, look. At 1am? There are two what things you, here. There's two you, things here. I may have Googled Spencer Matthews and I may have Googled the word nude, but not at the same time. And that's the difference. All right. So wait, why were you googling the word nude? <laughs> it's my favourite colour. I like an, the colour nude. Oh, that's smart. Well, no. it's not smart. It's true. <laughs> it, it would be it'd be smart if I thought that yep, off the yep, top true. of my head. But yeah, nude is my favourite colour. I like to wear nude clothing. I like to have. If I was going to paint my walls again, I would paint it nude. Really? It, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would. I would paint of the splatter. You wouldn't. <laughs> Everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate assorted details of our lives. Joining us today, Jordan Banjo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Jordan, from, how are you? From Dance Troop. Yes, Dance Troop. Diversity. Yep, from Diversity. I'm good, man. How are you, just, are, you just, are you just reeling off? The... No, but what uh, I just want to know what, what's the difference between a troop and a group? Well, we, we call ourselves a crew. Oh, yeah, what's say, the difference between a troop and a crew? Not much, really. I think crew just sounds cooler, right? When yeah. I think troop, I think someone walking around just not very cool. <laughs> I was I was part of a crew when I was... When I think I, you were more part of a troop, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> troopy. When, when I was younger, I was part of a crew. We actually... Um, I was part of a crew. We set up a band. So we had a band, and we called ourselves JKL Squared, which stands for... Um, J was for... Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. J, what was JKL? It was. Jizz. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying. Just keep saying. <laughs> no, what was the J for? It Jackfruit. Was, no, it, <laughs> oh, no, it was HKL squared. Hannington oh. Knight, HK, Hannington Knight, HKL, Lang, and um, Lakin. And what was the squared? Because uh, there were two L's. That's why. HKL squared and we used to I was the lead singer and I can't sing for shit I really can't sing and what we did is we we would I would write the the music I'd write the songs and then then Delaval Knight who was the other guy who was the musician what was his name? Delaval Yeah. That was not a stage name as well. That was, <laughs> that was, that was that's quite a cool yeah, name. Yeah. Delaval. Um, and he uh, he wrote all the the, mu- the the sort of beat for it, but obviously the the lyrics and the beat didn't match because <laughs> <laughs> we did it in two different rooms. But we thought we were really cool because every single time we started, and our drummer was Charlie Hannington, who couldn't drum, but all he could do was you know with the drumsticks, and he would go, we would all go. HKL squared. <laughs> wait, wait, so this was a band rather than a... Yeah, it was a band. Oh, right. Yeah, but John, you, you, uh, you've been in like a crew, a troop since yes. you were like a, like a little babio, right? Yeah, so we've... Um, diversity, obviously, won Britain's Got Talent in 2009. It so didn't win it. Yeah, yeah, we won it. Did you? I thought... Yeah. I you thought, thought Subo won it. But but do you think he was just going to lie about <laughs> winning it? <laughs> I said, I won it. I I know, actually, I'm going to have to stop you there because you didn't win it. <laughs> I love it also. I, came, I love it also. I came and so shop. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Let me just Google that. I thought. I thought you came third. No, we won. We won. Jesus. Who did you think won? Susan Boyle. And who came second? Uh, I tell you, who came second was the guy with the puppet. He's <laughs> <laughs> just making them up. No, now. the guy with the, Susan Boyle came first. Yep. Then the person who came second was the guy. The the the, the guy who danced by himself. You know. 
What was the guy who danced by himself? You know, and he danced singing in the rain. Oh, George Sampson. Yeah, he came second. Okay, so George Sampson actually won it the year before us. <laughs> and then we won it the next year. There's loads of people behind the camera and the mics just fact-checking this right now. You can fact-check me, guys. Um, so, yeah, we won in 2009. Uh, Susan Ball came second, which to this day is probably still the biggest shock of my yeah, life. Yeah, I remember that she didn't win. Yeah, that, yeah which yeah, has got yeah. the biggest shock, right? Yeah. Um, but before that, obviously, we all met at my mum's uh, dance school. So we've all kind of been a group. So like you said, yeah, kind of been in a crew or a troupe, whatever you want to call it. So you've grown up dancing. Yes. Basically in some, well, shape or form. Yeah. Uh, since how old, how old were you when you first danced? <coughs> well, because it was my mum's studio, it was kind of like born into it, but mm. I suppose started dancing. Oh, you had a pushy mum. That was uh, what you had. <laughs> yeah. Stage mum. Yeah. Come into the <laughs> studio, you're not playing football, yeah. shut up. Yeah, yeah, get in there. But mum, they all think I'm lame. No, they don't. Yeah. They'll love you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'll tell you what, she made me do ballet and tap for the first few years. Uh, and then I just, in the end, I just point blank refused to do it. Mm. And now I wish I really carried on. Genuinely, I do now. Yeah. But obviously, in hindsight, mm. everyone says stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I, did, I started in ballet and tap and then I started doing street dancing. And then when my brother took over all the lessons at the studio when he was about 13, so I was about eight. That's why I started street dancing. Do you know what's amazing is that I, I heard this story the other day about creativity, right? And this is so true. So there, I, I Googled this guy. Someone told me to Google him. And he was talking about creativity and how important creativity is in the world. You know, it should be as important as geography or history or whatever we learn at school. But in fact, it's not. And as, as he says, Mozart, Mozart said, we're all born creative, but life drives creativity out of us. And he spoke about his wife, who's a ballerina. Um, and he, she was very bad in school and she, the headmaster brought the parents and the parents came in and they sat in a room together and the headmaster said, your daughter's not performing at school. They went, okay, he said, can I have a word with you outside? So she, they walked outside uh, and as he walked outside, he pressed play on a music machine and shut the door, said to the parents, watch this. And they looked in through the window and the daughter started dancing. And he turned to the parents and said, your daughter's not, a, not sick. She's a dancer. Send her to dancing school. He sent her to dancing school. She's a ballerina her entire life. She then wrote play, plays with Lloyd Webber. She became a millionaire. That was his whole point. Oh, wow. And one teacher would have said that she is sick. And another teacher said, no, she's a ballerina. Yeah. And that is so important that, you know, your life would be so different if your mum hadn't pushed you in these different directions. Very good point. I mean, well, not pushed, but allowed you to allowed do what you want. <laughs> pushed you, yeah. pushed yeah. you. Put, yeah. put me in an arm lock and yeah. throw yeah. me in that studio. Yeah. No, but I tried like a lot of things growing up. So my dad was a boxer. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day, he was European champ. So like mm. watching him, like I always wanted to be a boxer. Um, so then I was just interested in kind of like combat sports. So I tried, uh, I tried boxing. Um, I did karate. I tried jujitsu. Were you like, um, no, dad, I want to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> pressuring me with these, these stereotypes um, but it was the other way around I kept pressuring him and he just didn't want us to to fight he didn't want us to box um, but because the studio was where like after school and stuff we didn't go home like five days a week after school we went straight to the studio then we'd come home and then there was classes on weekends so literally every day we were just in the dance so it would have been weird if we didn't end up dancing um, so we was there a lot, but yeah, I tried loads of things when I was younger, but dancing was kind of the, always the thing that kind of just like stuck. Mm. Well, yeah. because, because it was, and also one of these things that, but it's that, that teaches you like that discipline and that kind of thing. So every single day as a kid, right, I was wanting to go out there and do different things, but all you guys want to do, cause you were this sort of troupe together. Mm. You wanted to be in the dance studio together. Crew, crew. Oh, sorry. Come on. Jamie. You wanted to be a crew. Together. But also I feel like we grew up because we're all round, you're, you're a bit younger, but we're all around the same age. 
the likes of like You Got Served yeah. and, and yeah. Honey and Step Up and all those movies about dancing. And after those ones came out, all you wanted to be was a dancer. Literally, You Got Served was like one of the biggest things for me. Like I used to love dancing in the studio, but after I saw that, all I wanted to do was battle. Like I just wanted to battle. Um, and I only ever had two battles growing up. Uh, Did you used to walk down the street and just like and send, like square someone up and then they'd be like, "What you?" And then you'd go, "What's yeah, that?" Just I think ho- they're breakdance fighting. <laughs> <laughs> just hope it starts raining as well for dramatic effect. Yeah. And so, wait, what were your two battles you've had? So the two battles we had, um, the first, well, technically it's one. The first battle was that so diversity used to be in two halves. It was the younger the younger half of us and the older half. There was five and six. And the, the group of five went and they won their battle. They beat like this crew. Had, I think they had like 30 wins in a row. Uh, they were called KI. Can you just hold hold, hold uh, uh, How do you win a battle? Like, what, you don't have like Bruno Tognoli like, no. sitting there just going. <laughs> so there's, three, there's three judges. Yeah. There'll be three judges who watch and then they just literally go with who they want. But when the, if the judges can't decide and someone one judge says it's a draw they all say it's a draw it goes down to crowd crowd vote and whoever gets the loudest cheer is it is it like fight club where they just find a place and set it up and then they go right the secret location so is the, this the one where we used to battle was uh, was called jump off and that was in a set location but uh, there is a lot of battles that yeah they literally just like pop up and people go down they 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 like throw downs and stuff like we that we should do a we should do a dance off in our next tour we we should do a dance off i'll come and judge what yeah. could we do in our but, dance- well, I don't know. We just improvise. Crack out some of your contemporary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We I told about you this. I told about, you about yes. my contemporary, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> I mean, it didn't sound groundbreaking. Oh, but. my God. My contemporary. My, my sort, of, sort of history of dancing has never been that good. But I just never feel like I was that good. But also what you said, Jordan, is so funny about you is that, you know, if you're a singer, right, mm. you, and someone says, get up and do karaoke. You're like, oh, God, I don't really want to do it. Yeah. So when you go to a nightclub or something like that, you don't really want to start dancing and pulling out the moves because everyone thinks, what a wanker. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's why one of the reasons I just never go out. So I don't really drink. Mm-hmm. I don't like dancing in terms of like just randomly when you're out and about or in a club or whatever. On the street. Exactly. Just even though that's that's what it's tied to. Yeah, right? yeah. Um I've got a girlfriend. So it's just pretty pointless me going out. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no incentive to meet any new people. I don't drink and I don't dance. So I end up just sitting in a very loud room being ignored by people. Yeah. It's just not the best experience. It's actually so true. The concept of clubbing is yeah. the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> Look, I'm going to sell you a bottle and I'm going to sell it for you so much more than I've ever got this for. I'm going to put it in some ice and you're just going to shout at people and there you go. And then you're going to feel terrible the next day. It's just it. the but most... you still do it. You do it for the image, though. No, like I don't you do get, it for You the get the image. big bottle and you want, you're like, can I have more sparklers on this bottle? <laughs> I want more sparklers than bottle if possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never I've never done that. I've never done that. That's a lie. No, I've never done that. I don't, That's a lie. I've been I... with you when you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never demanded more sparklers. Yeah, you have. You said, can we have more sparklers on the next one, please? Otherwise, I'm not paying yeah. for it. <laughs> Give me more. But don't tell me, so you, you're at dance school, you're learning to dance, all those kind of things, and you had your crew, and uh, how did it progress? When did it start to become a kind of career or a place where you went, actually, you know what, I can do this? I would say not too after, after Britain's Got Talent, not too after. So that. Britain's Got Talent was the, the period where you were like, right, we've now been known, let's go make this into something. Well, yeah, because I would say before that, I'm one, apart from Perry and Mitch, who are like the two younger ones, I'm the youngest in the group and I'm 26 now. So at the time I was 16, then next to that, they were Shit, like... were you that young? Yeah, I was 16 when we won and then Perry and Mitch were both 13. Um, so 
at the time, a lot of the boys were like 19, 20, someone like 23, 24, graduating, were getting jobs, doing this. So growing up dancing together was kind of starting to fizzle out because real life starts to set in. You know, people sure. wanted to move out, people wanted to get jobs. So we were sort of like, well, look, let's do Britain's Got Talent as a kind of last hurrah together and just see what happens because we said we everyone kept asking us to enter it before like the year before we was like no 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 then the next year we was like look we might as well do one more big thing together uh so we entered we won but how do you just how, how does the process work no because no you came third <laughs> <laughs> behind sam cufflin but i want to know that how does the, the process work because say francis and i want to go and do britain's got talent yeah. okay and we would do it probably for Comedy. That's what we would we would pick. We would do. Yeah, yeah. We would stand up there. They would be like, well, if we did anything else but comedy, they would be confused. They would be like, that's that or dancing. But if we signed up to go and do it, how does the process work? So who said to you, right, we're going to go and do this single. Britain's Got Talent. Let's go and do it. And you just sign up and then turn up. How does it work? Right. So for for us, it was a little bit different because we were like, we're not entering, we're not entering, and we used to perform in shopping centres around the country. Because uh, my mum, she's got a dance school, but she also owns like a fashion agency. Oh, she wanted to get the busking money as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we Look, you're not perform. making any. This cost me a fortune. Get out there and busk. So we used to uh, we used to perform at the, those fashion shows, and one day randomly, it was in like Romford in Essex. One of the scouts from Manchester came back to Essex to see to visit her mum, and was walking through on her day off. And she as she came walking through, we was performing on stage. So we came out and she was like, guys, I've, I loved what I saw. We'd love you to come down and audition. Gave us a card. And that's how we ended up auditioning for Prince ah, so Talent. You, so you were scouted. We were scouted, yeah. Ah. Accidentally, actually, which is which is funny. But wait, so that but then you had been planning on doing it anyway? No, no, no. We wasn't planning on doing ah. it. So when she asked us, we'd been saying no. And then it was like, oh, look, do you know what? Everyone's starting to like drift off, do different things. Maybe this is the time. Let's just give it a go and see what happens. So we did. But it's interesting as well, because it was before that kind of time. It was at the beginning of, what is it, 10 years ago now? 10 years, yeah. yeah so the it's beginning a, of 10 years ago. <laughs> it was the, the beginning of 10 years ago. Uh, but it's the beginning of the time where sort of reality TV was coming. You had X Factor on, which yeah. was the only thing. You, you had, there were no reality shows, really. No. There was, but there was Britain's Got Talent. And it was before social media and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so... Mm. Uh, and and the, I think the, one of the first viral things that I remember happening on YouTube was the Susan Boyle yeah. audition yes. where this girl from Scotland uh, came on stage and... A lady, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this girl from Scotland. <laughs> this, this bird from Scotland, right? She pops on. <laughs> she came on stage and she, uh, wasn't, uh, she wasn't what you expect her to to be you weren't exactly. ex- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you, politely yeah, yeah, yeah. which the country's got a weird like fetish for now like yeah. they love people who are, who are like not that attractive but have a very good voice like <laughs> It's just consistently okay. Like, are, are you? Yeah, you've like, got a great voice, but are you ugly enough? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want to know. <laughs> but it's but it's like where the um, no offense. Yeah, but it's but Paul was Paul Potts the year before. Was it Paul Potts the year before? He was the he was the first year, so two thousand and seven. So they knew they had a niche. They're like, right, let's get a singer who singer. is going to do this. But she came on. She had this viral hit, which then all of the world's attention went and onto that, Britain's exactly, Got Talent. Not just like. Not just like viral in terms of people in the UK and oh, you might have seen it abroad. Like it was everywhere. Like her audition just blew up. And I remember, as far as we was concerned, you were jealous. Well, <laughs> do you know what? I was. I was just like overwhelmed by because it, it was <clears throat> never ever done anything like remotely TV or anything like that before. So like, we were just kind of overwhelmed by it. 
Um, and then just, if anything, felt kind of sorry for Subo because it's a lot of attention. If you've never done anything like that before, then the world's actually looking at you, perhaps outside your house 24-7. Was that what it was like? And you're 16 years old. That's tricky. So when, when we got to the live shows... That's what it was like outside the hotel because of Subo. It wasn't because of us. Like I think in like, the bookies, we was I don't think we was even top three, to be honest. I think our odds were like 25 to 1. And one of funnily enough, some guy from where we live locally, uh, where our studio is, he just went in and went, oh, do you know, I support the boys, put three grand down on us, 25 to 1. Yeah, he got 75 grand back. No. Yeah. Wow. No, I should have charged commission on that bad boy. Oh, but yeah, my. 75 grand. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. He, wait, how much did he put on? Three grand. Yeah, do the maths, Francis. There you go, buddy. <laughs> He's like, I would have fact checked. Yeah, that. I'm yeah. going to go seventy-five grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but so, but you're 16 years old. You're, you've joined this TV show, Britain's Got Talent. Uh, Susan Ball has become this worldwide hit. All the world's attention on you. Was that pressure for you, or did you kind of? Because when I joined, when the whole world was on me, <laughs> guys, listen up. Yeah. When all the world started paying their attention to me, I became... Ve- Are I- you saying it's like it's the past tense? <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I had, you know, a slight bit of recognition, like a, b- a bit of whatever sort of... What are you trying to get at, Jamie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. No. Just go on. Come on. Come on, mate. No. Just spit it out. No, when I, when I had a little bit of, uh, of recognition... Um, just, just look. <laughs> Call a spade a spade. <laughs> what is it you want to say? When I found a little tiny bit of fame, I suppose, yeah, there we go. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, is that okay? Yeah. I, I, I became a bit anxious. I became worried. I became nervous. Um, I suppose it was like this about thing. your wrinkles. And- <laughs> <laughs> is that why? You're- no, but I, did. I became nervous about these things, and I suppose. But I was a bit older. I was twenty two, twenty three, twenty four when all of it kind of started. You were sixteen. That's tricky. Do you not find it hard, or was it right? I, if anything, during the Britain's Got Talent days, I felt no pressure because one, like you said, all the attention was on Subo, and two, diversity is like it, it's the whole group. The people who got it bad were Perry because of the hair, and Ashley because he's like our choreographer and leader. So them two got loads of attention, and the rest of us. That for the first few years, we so all you were it, angry. You were no, no, <laughs> you, you were, we all had you it were made. angry. <laughs> Okay. I sat there shivering in my boots. Yeah. No, why am I not on YouTube? And why am I not? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. We all had it really, like, really lucky in terms of for the first few years we could go and perform at the O2. We had like a sellout tour, and then you just go back walking down the high street. Nobody knows. Yeah, bragging. Yeah. Do you know what I mean that's that's pretty yeah. that's pretty cool? Like, that's like yeah. the best of both worlds. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then diversity became, because I think what it was with, and maybe I'm wrong here, but with dance crews, right, how I sort of perceived dance crews were, it was kind of people in America who were, you know, on the streets, and it was kind of sort of like, maybe slightly like... A West Side Story. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be an American. (laughs) Shucks, shucks, shucks. Isn't that... His contemporaries coming out, guys. God, I just want to be in My Fair Lady. What is that? What do they do in My Fair Lady? What's the beginning song in My Fair Lady? 
oh come on, what is it? There goes yeah. the baker with his hair. No, that's from <laughs> My Fair Lady what? is the dog, isn't it? <laughs> no, my fair lady. Oh no, that's yeah, the Pygmalion. I was thinking of um the lady in the tramp. <laughs> No, no, the cinder. What is it? No, Beauty and the Beast. Is, there goes the baker with his hat. Oh, I go always. No, I've never seen Beauty and the Beast. What? Just thought I'd chuck that out there for, for everyone. Mm. You've never reason. seen Beauty and the Beast. Never seen it. No. What have you been doing in your childhood? Oh, dancing. Dancing. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Locked in that studio. You're against not, my will. You're, you're not watching Disney movies. <laughs> you're getting in that fucking studio, and then you're busking late and getting me money. <laughs> but you did so. But how I saw dance crews were, you know, they were, you know, sort of very Americanized. They were sort of kids who were a bit bad and then they found this crew and they became good. But diversity was this very sort of family orientated, very loving, kind of mm-hmm. everyone loved them kind of dance crew, which was kind wholesome. of... Yeah, it was very wholesome. And you yeah. were all such good friends and there was no competition to be the leader and mm. you all knew your positions. And But why do you think, what was the, what was the core to that? What was the reason to that? Well, it's just... genuinely just how it naturally was you know Ash had always sort of choreographed us and taught us and our relationship as people sort of comes first before the dance even does so that's kind of I think that's what people recognise even if it wasn't said so openly I think people kind of recognise that and related to it as opposed to thinking this is just a group of 11 dancers Have you ever had to have a moment in the crew where you had to say look to someone it's just not working what you mean? Like, have we had arguments? In not the arguments, but you said to like, you know, like Perry, look, Perry, I just don't like your style anymore. You're going to have to leave the crew. Have you ever had like, like, just that? imagine if Jamie auditioned for your crew, <laughs> right? What, right. what the conversation that you would have had to have with him? Did so, you ever have to? Tell yeah, that? what would you have to say? You have to say someone. So that's the thing. We've never had auditions, but people have left the group. People have, have they? Left. Yeah, yeah. So what, before Britain's Got Talent, uh, uh, one before. Oh my! It's like leaving the Beatles. Some, the like, for fuck's sake! So, someone left. Literally. Did he try and come back? Just before, no, he didn't. He didn't actually. He left just before, um, and then f- three of the boys left just after we won. But it, it was nothing like malicious or like a huge falling out. It was more a case of, like I said, some of the boys were a lot older, so they performed with us uh, for like the first three or four years, and then they just wanted to like just crack on. Like touring wasn't for them because when we go away on tour, we got another tour coming up. Like that's nearly three months long. You know, it's just, it's not for everyone. Mm. Um, so they just wanted to move on and do other things. So luckily for us, we've never been in like an awkward situation where it's like, you are terrible. You can't yeah. dance. Get out. We've never been in one of them situations. Mm. But also, you know, your tour, how many dates do you do when you do your tour? It ranges. This one, I think it's like 52 dates. You've got wow. 52 dates? I think it's 52. And, some of the sh- and obviously some of the days, they're matinee days, so there's like two shows a day. So it gets is it, Are these arena tours? This one isn't. No, yeah. this one is... Um, Imagine 52 date arena tours. No, yeah, no. Be. I think our arena tours are more like 20 dates. Uh, oh, so, no, no, no. <laughs> a little bit better than ours. That's all <laughs> I know. What, what I want to know is like, wh- at what point do you think, oh, well, it's time to do an arena tour? Because surely it's always a gamble, the first one. You don't Definitely. know. Like, you don't know if you're going to fill an arena until and, you try and that's it. The case. Are, you, are you thinking about going for the yeah, arena I'm just talk? like, when is, it, when is it ready? When's our time? When is it time? Do you know, depending on what you do, for me personally, theatre tours are just better for what we do. Yeah. Like... More intimate. Yeah, like, there's, especially when you're dancing, we're not speaking and something like that. When you're in an arena and there's someone, you know, up in the gods... It's just, there's a real disconnect. Mm. I'd rather just do a couple of days in the same place or d- put a matinee show on because otherwise I, I, I just feel a real disconnect when we're performing in arenas. Yeah, but that sweet, sweet moolah. <laughs> that's so, yeah. that sweet that's moolah. sweet, sweet moolah ain't so good when it's not the O2. <laughs> 
Oh, I love doing like the really like intimate ones with like a hundred people <laughs> instead of twenty five thousand. Instead of twenty five thousand, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to do that, the intimate that's, ones. That's why you end up. It's funny because when we go on dates, like when we go on tours like this, my girlfriend she'll be like, oh. When I when we first start talking about, oh, we're going to put out a tour. I'm going to be announcing it. The first question she always asks me is, "Are there going to be groupies?" Is there, <laughs> that, and is there a theater? Is it a theater tour? Is it an arena tour? Because she knows if it's a theater tour, we're away for a lot longer. Because because of that, the ticket the ticket demand luckily is still the same. So we end up instead of going to Birmingham for one day and doing like a, a matinee and an evening, we end up being there three days. Do you know what I mean? So the whole mm. tour just gets so much longer because you still have to. Perform to the same amount of people, but obviously where the venues are smaller, you're staying in each place a lot longer. Oh, but actually, that's it. But that's insane. I mean, the demand for you guys still ten years on is still right up there. We're really lucky. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievably lucky. And you know what is so incredible? And you should just be so proud of yourself that you can sell out places like the O2 and things like that. And you have performed in such an iconic place that mm. so many, you know, Rolling Stones, you know, all these different people have performed there. And and do you sit back sometimes when you're on stage in front of you know fifteen, twenty thousand, whatever it is? go shitting hell definitely I think my favourite tour was when I, we was in Manchester and um, it was in 2017 it was called uh, Genesis this tour and we we done a, we done like a little section uh, to I See Fire by Ed Sheeran and like everybody got their torches out on their phone and was just doing this, the standard thing but like see it was that moment really hit me I was like like over 10,000 people just sat here and I mean something that really just kind of goes wow uh, yeah, that that's probably been like one of the highlights for me. That's insane. Mm. I mean, I wish the only thing that you don't have, which singers do, they can't sing back the lyrics to you. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, oh god, just dance back with I, me. And that's why we dance to Bruno Mars because you can always <laughs> sing along to Bruno. Yeah, that's just pointing yeah. at the crowd, like, come on. Yeah, just it. do. Uh, I do, would do. Hey, do people me. do people know your dances and they do do it back to you at your performances? Though? I think it would be quite hard for like someone to just jump up and start backflipping in the middle of uh, <laughs> in the middle of like an aisle. But, Some um, injuries, probably. But, in but also, John, you know, you guys, like you said, you do fifty-two day date. Uh, you know, they're pretty much back to back yeah. uh, you know the the energy and the fitness and you could probably get injuries as well and all mm-hmm. those things how do you keep fit and how do you keep going over that what do you eat like granola every day what is it <laughs> well at the moment I'm I won't be back dancing until that tour so I got injured last August and I had to have surgery in December. So I, I, I done a flip, landed wrong, ruptured like a bunch of ligaments in my knee. So, the, so I had to... Um, Did it just explode? You need to go pop. Do you know what? It was gross because literally one of the boys, someone's got it on video, but ah, so I can't, can't see it. My shin and my foot, like they moved opposite ways. So oh. And I literally felt it pop. And then literally I just Was dropped. your ACL? Did you, yeah, my ACL. Yeah, I, same yeah. as me. Exactly the same thing happened. I was dancing as well. And I was with my crew. And, <laughs> my and crew. We, yeah, we were battling in Southport. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't flipping, though. This was just a normal box Oh, step. I was flipping. I was flipping. I did one of those boxes where you pretend there's a box yeah. there yeah. in the air. <laughs> you go, what? <laughs> just quickly, while I'm going to tell you. How the hell do they do that? You know where you they pretend they're stepping so, up on yeah. a box? And no, they, the box step I was talking about is actually a... No, I know you were talking about that, but I want to know how they actually... Where they they, 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 they the tap box. the pretend box. And they, can you do that? Uh, yeah. What? So, so it's, 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 it's basically like an isolation. So you leave your foot where you pretend to stand and you just jump and hop past it. That's all it is. It's just the smoother you get it. The, the better it looks. Yes, but John, you have to understand. I'm not in control of my body like you are. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. This is what I think. He's when incontinent. I, yeah, <laughs> and just like that. <laughs> but I don't get how you are connected with 
all of your body, your your toes, your fingers, your everything, and and oh, you, 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 yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's called the body roll. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, baby. <laughs> that's what I do when before I uh, before I before I sleep with the lady. I start to body roll. Go, hey, you're never gonna guess. And I talk like that as well. You, you're never gonna guess what you're in for. You, you, know, you know what you're in for. Honey. Oh, you have no idea what. Was this before you meet them? Or yeah. <laughs> why he's googling them? At yeah. One yeah. AM. Oh, you have no idea. But you do. You have such control over all your body that it's the most insane. I don't know how you can stall one place, but then move the other place, and then stall your body and your body pop. I don't know. I get how you. I think, it's, I think it's just something you get used to. Like when you when you practice and you just keep like some. For me, I know for a lot of people, it's like. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And it is that, but a lot of the time, if I'm trying to crack something like a new movement or something like that, it ends up just clicking. Like mm. you do it enough to the point where you kind of understand it, if that makes sense. Wait, I've got an idea. Why don't you tell our listeners to try out a particular dance move and then they'll all be doing it while they're listening? Okay, very simple. A wave. I'm okay. going to try and do it now. Okay. As well. I'm going to so stand got, up you, and try you and got, do it. You guys know what a wave is, right? You know this. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, hang on, just for, for all of our listeners, I swear to it was an actual wave. I thought it was at the ocean. I thought it was in Brighton Beach. It was like, <laughs> this wave was unbelievable. Okay, so let's try so and do a wave. To you. So you're going to put your arms out straight. Now, when people think of a wave, they they normally start from their shoulders and go like a drunk uncle at a wedding. It's a series of isolation. So you're going to lift your fingers up, then this, then to wrist, then to elbow, then to shoulder. Okay. Wait, no, slow that down. Slow that right so, down. So arms out, el- hand up. Fingers. Yep. Wrist. Wrist. Elbow. Elbow. Shoulder. Shoulder. Okay. So when you do that, if I show you guys if I show you guys slowly, not bad. Right, ready? Oh, you've got it, Francis, nearly there. You get this. That's not bad. That's not bad. Francis Ball's actually got it. So ready, you get this. Then you make it smooth. Oh god. So it's just I, I, a series okay, of gonna, isolations. Okay, so hold on, so I'm gonna lift my so lift fingers. So fingers up, wrist, wrist down, elbow. Like that. Uh, 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 uh. So fingers here, yeah. The elbow comes up. Yeah. And you push into your shoulder. So lift your shoulder up. Yeah. So do this and straighten your arm. So you end up getting huh, 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 huh. Okay, so one more time. So hand up. Fingers. Wrist. Like that. Oh, but... uh, elbow. Shoulder. Kind of. <laughs> he looks oh. like he's getting tasered, but we You can tell there. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> If I can't do that with my arm, imagine what you could do with my penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you do a wave me. with your penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, not even I can do that. That is Imagine. <laughs> yeah, just watch this. But it's true, but I remember when I um when I popped my knee out, it was the most I was playing rugby and I ran across the pitch and my knee just went and then I did my ACL. You, you feel it, oh, right? you feel it just pop. Well like you were that. just running. Well, you did, you got... I sidestep past this guy and it's when you have a sudden movement in your knee and obviously your knee would have been weaker at some point and yeah. then you, but it, mm. honestly, it's the most bizarre feeling. It feels like a dislocation almost, and then you and you know that straight cr- away that, that something's, crunch, happened. something's happened. Yeah, and so you then, how long were you off for when you had that? So at first, when I when I first did it for a flip, it was only I think it, they said I had like ten percent of my fibers still there. So they were hoping that it would fuse to another ligament and I wouldn't mm. have to have the surgery. So I left it for about two months. Then we went on tour. wasn't dancing very much. Was just helping out. Um, I, one of the boys got injured. He fractured his ankle. Uh, and so he, he's he been dragged off stage and they were like, right, we need someone to fill in. Mid-performance? Mid-performance. And Perry what? was about to flip. So obviously I know the routines and he's a base for one of the flips. So Perry would have ran to flip. There would have been no base. So I ran on stage. 
Pell's done the flip, all fine, got up to turn to Did you off. put a cape on as you ran on stage? Literally, <laughs> screamed super jeweled as yeah, I ran on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as I got up to run off, that was it, just running is what popped my knee. Oh, that was it. God. Just like you. Did, ever, did, did everyone go, no! Uh, not really. Jordan! <laughs> did anyone know what had happened in the audience? Uh, a few people did because my knee went, it sort of like, it sort of rebounds, doesn't yeah, it? Like, blah, 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 it goes off. back, yeah. And I heard like, ooh, like yeah. I heard that. And then you heard someone go, don't worry, you still got Ashley. <laughs> We've got the taller, better looking one on there. He's fine. <laughs> we still got Ashley. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, right, on that lovely note, Francis, we need to have question of the week. All right, well, we got a uh, dance-related question mm-hmm. of the week this week. Um, <clears throat> a male ballet dancer yeah. in a performance will lift how much in, in weight? Over the course of the whole performance. Oh, combined. Yeah, combined. Okay, so can okay. we know how many lifts he does? Well, that's what you we have to guess on average. Okay, average. Do you know, we can work this out. So I reckon the girl on average is going to weigh about forty kilograms. Bro, is that I right? Say, I was going to say about that. Oh, about dude, yeah, yeah it's yeah, super light, right? Super light. So super forty light. kilograms, and how many lifts are there in a? In, in, I mean, there must be what in an entire show? In an entire show. In an entire show. Yeah. How many lifts do you do in a show? Would you say? Oh, quite a few. It, well, and that's our style isn't even based in that. And I would say we do about 20, 25 lifts, I'd say, easy. So you do 25. So let's, let's, I reckon we triple that. Okay. So 25, 70. So let's do seven, let's do 100, 100 lifts. Okay. So we're going for four. Oh, I think it's more. 150 lifts. 150? Yeah, that's a lot of lifts. Yeah, whole bro. show. That's a lot no, of lifts. That's way too many that's lifts. Okay, too 100. Many lifts. Okay, let's go 82 lifts times 40 kilos. Okay, I reckon it's 3,280 kilograms. Oh, we'll have to see, won't we? Okay, I'll give you that. part two. 3,280, that's what we're going for, John. What do you think? I, I would say slightly le- less lifts. Yeah. I would say closer to 75, but I'm, I'm happy to go with Jamie on this one. No, no, you can have your own. I can have my answer. own, okay. So, you're no, 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 so no, no, yours no. is 3,000. No, I'm going to say 70, actually. You're going to say 70. Yes, 70 please. times 40. So you've gone for 2,800. There we go. And All I've right. gone for 3,200. All right. We find out in part two. So you're saying you're saying Jordan, that you're, we, you're we find saying, out in part two, buddy. That means you've got to stick around. You said, th- you said three thousand eight hundred. No, I said three thousand two hundred eighty. So th- uh, oh, three. No, th- so know. three point two tons, and you and you yeah. think two point eight. Two point eight tons. All right. Well, well, we will find out in part two. <clears throat> well, meanwhile, sit back and relax, gentlemen, because we're gonna have a little bit of my diary. Saturday. So I needed to take a trip up north to the lovely city of Manchester or United, depending on who you support, I suppose, to give a talk on how to build a brand. Now, it was early morning when I arrived there, so I decided to go and eat some breakfast. Apparently the most important meal of the day, which I honestly think is bullshit. How is breakfast the most important meal of the day? If I had to pick a meal which was the most important, firstly, I would normally wouldn't never do that, but for the sake of the diary, I will. Normally wouldn't never. No, yeah, that's <laughs> normally, normally wouldn't never do that. Wouldn't never. No, normally wouldn't never. That's the double negative, mate. It's because I hated breakfast, so I gave it a double <laughs> negative. I would have to that pick... That means you like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he loves yeah, breakfast. Love it. it would have to be lunch. It's the middle of the day, so most meetings happen then, and if someone takes you on a date at lunch, you know they probably don't fancy you, and you're certainly not going to sleep with them. So, if I have to decide, it would be lunch, my most important meal of the day. I sat down and asked for some Earl Grey tea. The person looked at me blankly. Could I have Earl Grey? I replied. Again, no response. Tea, I said. Oh, she replied. I had no idea what you're talking about. We just have tea. 
As she moved away, I asked if I could have some oat milk. Again, a blank face. Oat milk or soy, I don't mind. Do you want tea and milk, she said. Yes, I replied. Now, this is where I should have learnt my lesson. She came back over and I asked what type of eggs they did. Scrambled poached. By this point, she had had enough. We do tea with milk and eggs on toast, she responded. I looked confused, so I responded, What type of bread do you have? Rye, sourdough? I decided my joke had gone too far and it was only breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what did you eat in the end? Oh, I didn't even eat there. It was really? I, yeah. well, you just went in there to, to harass that woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went in there because it was like a cafe, and I thought, oh, we have like a breakfast. And then, ironically, you're like, oh, I'm going to go fucking fuck with this <laughs> poor woman and her cafe. Do you have oat milk or soy? <laughs> yes, I'm from the TV. <laughs> yes, I'm anxious right now. I need my soy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of part one. Hey, John, we'll see you in part two, though, buddy. Let's do it. See you around. Well, they'll hear him. Uh, yeah. See you in part two. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.